0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for another episode on 24 as we get into episode 25 of our 7,362 episode recap of the second greatest television show in the history of TV. We're here for our season one recap, where we're just basically gonna go over the season in general, give a summary of it, and uh, come up with some final thoughts and everything as we push forward towards season two, as the clock continues to tick. Lots to get through today. I'm excited, I'm ready, and I've got to choose one quote from a series of memorable quotes. So let's give this a crack. My name is Ben and... Because we can! (laughs)
1: Uh, that was definitely my backup. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: my name is Colin, and this is Season 1 Command.
0: Uh, actually, funny story, actually. My friend Todd uh, got a, a scholarship <laughs> to Season 1 Command. Uh, true story. Uh, so he was in foster care, though. So he, he, he came out, out of on. foster homes. Yeah, that's impressive. I know. Yeah. I honestly cannot believe we are here. Like, it's 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 ridiculous to think that uh, we've gotten through the first season Not thinking that we ever would, but this has <coughs> been a project that we've talked about for a long time. Uh, I know I talked about it with Darvell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Darvell um, ultimately was in, interested in all this sort of stuff. And I guess to kind of spoil the illusion that we just sit here for 24 hours and record this all in one go, I actually think I, I worked out that we started this in, like, November 2020, didn't we? mm mm-hmm. um, and again, to date, this we're recording this in July 2021. Um, a fair bit has happened, particularly in my life in that period yeah. of time. So it's kind of different worlds. But um, we're here. We're we're at the the end of the season. It's 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 exciting. I'm I'm thrilled to be here, Colin. And we're not even remotely close to being a quarter of the way through this uh, show. But uh, here we are. One day down. Uh, about 27 yeah. more to go. How do you feel after our first 24 episodes? <sighs>
1: November to whenever this is coming out. And this is definitely the longest day of our life. Um, (laughs) I think what's funny about this is, you know, we mentioned that this was, this was our pilot, our pilot for the Oz network, which never aired was season one of 24 because we thought, when are we going to have four years (laughs) to cover an entire show? Uh, More than four years, I guess and uh it's it's sort of been kicking around ever since then every once in a while it's like oh maybe we can do 24 and it's always, always the same thing oh, you know it's 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 so daunting it's just it's so long it's such a big show and it it happened very quickly uh it was probably only like october of 2020 when you were saying you know oh maybe we could do 24 and i was like ah oh, you know it's so long and i think you just mentioned a few things about season one and season two I'm like, now I really want to watch this. You know what? Let, let's do it. And it, probably within a week or two, we were recording 24. Uh, and it, it's it's also weird because, he, yes, it's taken us a long time to get here, but uh, at least at the time of recording this, I mean, our, our episodes haven't been going up for that long. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's taken us a long time, but it feels like it's been a very short time too.
0: Which is, like, in all seriousness, um, you know, we were lucky that we did bank a lot of episodes. I mean, when we started recording these, I don't think we had an initial air date and kind of – I guess, to, to ruin the illusion of our backroom drama that we all hate each other and stab each other. We do. Um, but sort of, you know, we, we planned on doing this and then kind of when Breaking Bad started happening, you know, another show we'd been talking about doing for a long time and then Nora and I ultimately, uh, you know, uh, decided to restart Lost, which um, hopefully by the time this is aired, it actually has restarted. <laughs> well, I just want to say we have recorded like four episodes of season five, but we haven't aired them yet because then we haven't recorded anymore and we don't want to stutter them. We kind of just want to make sure we're banked a lot. So, um, yeah, good old Lost. It's been nearly two years uh, since we've put any Lost episodes up. But anyway... Um, But, yeah, sort of of it came in a point where we banked a bunch and then we worked out an air date. And it actually worked out, despite all the the things that were happening uh, around certain things in life, it actually worked out quite well with the timing. And we had a few interviews here and there. And ultimately, I think it sort of worked out that, you know, by the time this episode airs and next week, and we will talk more about what we're planning next week, that ties in with the 20th anniversary of when the first episode of Season 1 aired. And then from that point on, we're just going to keep trying to bank and bank and bank and hopefully stay ahead of the game so that right. we can keep doing the next 7,000 episodes of this. But yeah, you're right. Like, was our pilot episode? If you want to hear a snippet from that, we did play a little bit of that on our 1,000th episode. And yeah, that was, it's so unique that that was our pilot, unaired pilot, 24 season one. When we thought we could just cover a TV series in an hour that'll be fine that's <laughs> Rob has a podcast did it so we could do it here we are like a thousand episodes or more later basically it's only because we've covered hundreds of episodes of tv shows um so yeah uh, we're, we're gonna be, probably reach 2,000 episodes by the time we get to the end of 24 aren't we <laughs> I think 24
1: will get us to 2,000 episodes we, we're gonna be covering all the video games and comic books and novels
0: well and the the what was it the Congressional hearing, which have have you found the book yet? The subcommittee. (laughs) I have found it. I haven't purchased it yet, but maybe by the time you
1: hear this, I have.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe. And we can do that whole extra episode. Screw the reunion. We don't need to to hear that. Um, Yeah. So anyway, but but basically how these episodes work, because I was saying to you off air, um... You've not done one of these before because I keep forgetting that you've not done TV series with me. Um, you, yeah. you know, you've done movies with me and TV episodes, but never a whole series. So um, this is where you meant to say to me, like, you know, oh, uh, you still think I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, was say, I I'm, I'm
1: glad you're hosting this because otherwise this episode would be over already.
0: <laughs> well, basically how it works is we just kind of, we're going to go over, sort of uh, summarise the plot of season one, go over the main plot, subplots, discuss that. We'll go over the big episodes, the crap episodes, the main characters, we'll go over the main cast members, our favourites, things like that. Some of the main guest stars and everything along the lines. And the big things that people tune in for these are for our season rankings, which is going to be very tough this season, and yeah. uh, ultimately the top five. We like to create a top five moments of the season and uh, we will sort of uh, push it through from there. So I guess we'll start with the beginning, and that's generally how you start with these things, but sort of going over uh, the plot of season one and kind of uh, going through some of the other minor plot points as well. So obviously the whole purpose of day one, season one of 24, is we're on the day of the California presidential primary. A threat's been made against a senator who is running for president. He's trying to get the Democratic ticket for the uh, candidacy for the presidency, David Palmer. And uh, basically we have the fictional CTU counter-terrorist unit who are going to try and stop it. We meet Jack Bauer, everyone's favourite man. What a man, what a man. Um, And the efforts of CTU to try and stop this and all the drama that happens along the way. Uh, Palmer drama, Kim drama, Janet drama. Oh, Janet. Um, Janet drama. So basically I love, Wikipedia has here the, the major subplots Essentially, uh, and essentially the show rotates between the points of view of each of the five cast members, Jack Bauer, Terry Bauer, Nina Myers, Kim Bauer and David Palmer, as well as one main villain, Mandy, for the first three hours, followed by Ara Gaines, Andre Drazen and finally Victor Drazen. So that's actually like four main villains. Thanks to that, Wikipedia. <laughs> the day situations both ongoing and relationships between these five characters and their associates form the basis of the season's subplots. So their subplots, I have... A mole at CTU is sabotaging efforts to stop the assassination. Jack finds himself in situations where he confronts his complex personal definition of compromise. Members of the Bauer family are rebuilding their relationships now that Jack has moved home after being separated from Terry for six months. There are tensions between Jack and two of his co-workers, Nina Myers and Tony Almeida. Nina is in a relationship with Tony, but she was previously involved with Jack. Political scandals threaten to erupt when the press learns that Palmer's daughter has been raped seven years ago and that Palmer's son was accused of killing the rapist. Kim begins to have feelings for Rick Allen, even though he was originally hired to kidnap her. Terry develops personal problems as a result of the day's stress and revelations. After Sherry Palmer lies to her husband and tries to undermine his campaign, David Palmer realises that she's only using their marriage to further her political ambitions, and Jack endures personal anguish when he is forced to choose between protecting David Palmer and protecting his wife and daughter. Um, Yeah, that sounds like I'm watching Days of Our Lives. (laughs)
1: All of that, and there's not one mention of Keith watching the tube. That's just. I know, right? <laughs> blatantly leaving out the best plot lines.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, I mean, of that, of those plot lines, uh, and any ones that kind of haven't been mentioned there, Janet, of course, being the main one, uh, <laughs> g- give me your favorites, your least favorites. What do you worked the best? What didn't work the best on this rewatch? I would like to say the, the assassination attempt in the Drazen's
1: plot is the best thing about this show. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. But to me, the mole stuff is what's really interesting here because with the Drazen's, I mean, not knocking it in any way, but when you eventually get the revelation of operation nightfall and stuff like that, like it's interesting storytelling, but it's not like a bombshell to the audience. And and because this is really a first for American TV of we're going to have these interconnected stories and we're going to tell one story over the course of one season, Uh, all the mole stuff is what stands out to me. And it's the fact that you have the mole and you find out who it is, is Jamie. And it's, it's big shocker. And then they let it die for a bit and then they slowly start letting it creep back in again. Oh, we think there might be another mole. Uh, And of course the second revelation, even better than the first. So I think the mole is the one that stands out the most to me. I mean, obviously the, nightfall stuff and the, the connection with the drazens and jack and david's are really strong palmer drama is much better on a second viewing than i thought it would be considering when we went into this even in our first couple episodes we were pretty much saying oh great the palmer drama uh i, I don't feel like it's as bad uh, it could just be that you know sherry really helps out a bit uh but then you got the kim stuff and the terry stuff and uh <laughs> the rick stuff is what really sticks out like a sore thumb because you mentioned how rick just sort of disappears I think I'm okay with Rick disappearing. If it wasn't the fact that you described one of the main plot lines of the season is Tim has feelings for one of her kidnappers, which <laughs> literally goes nowhere. And they only had yeah. a few episodes left. So why bother including it? If you probably had already written the finale.
0: Janet was more involved in this season than that plot line. Come on. Yeah. Stupid Wikipedia. I uh, actually, one thing I'll say on the 24 wiki, I really like here. And we maybe if I remember this, we'll mention this. That's got impacts on future seasons. So, um, I'll try and, uh, mention that, I guess, um, if it doesn't involve many spoilers yeah I'm, I'm kind of with you like it's sort of i mean it's all about the assassination and everything around that and kind of i sort of mentioned a few times this season I, I really appreciate in this rewatch and anytime i watch season one kind of just the backstory of, of these characters is kind of almost just like a season-long character development you know which i mean any season of tv should be but Again, later seasons when we're just seeing Jack Bauer, you know, kicking ass, taking names and numbers, you know, it's kind of you've got to remember back to this season to where we got that. And even with Palmer in a couple of seasons that he's in as well. So I, I appreciate that. The Palmer drama stuff, yeah, again, I think that um, it, it sort of comes with, uh, you know, a lot more than I, I remember that the good stuff. And, yes, yeah, Sherry just, I mean, God, we've defended the crap out of Sherry and we will continue to do so, how good she is. Yeah. Um, the stuff with Terry and Kim is fine in the first half of the season, but it's just it's when it starts to get repetitive, it's just kind of like, okay. Um, other things that kind of waned a lot, you know, sort of uh, the, the Elizabeth stuff with sexy Drazen man kind of went a bit, you know, yeah, the Paddy stuff. Uh, I mean, a great conclusion to the Paddy stuff, but, you know, did we really need it? Um, you know, and I think kind of that's what we've done a lot with this rewatch is it's, there's some stuff that doesn't hold up very well 20 years later and kind of, Oh, this is a bit, you know, skew if. And, um, but I mean, for the most part though, like, as I said, in the last few weeks, it's kind of, you just, you get to the end, you remember where you were watching this and it just kind of really does take you back and really makes me appreciate this season. Like, I know I kind of said, oh, in future seasons, can we remember this episode when this happens to realise how bad this is? Um, but I, I think that those are the things that you do forget until you rewatch it again because it's just all the other good stuff around this kind of takes over. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, even just looking at how kind of, you know, they're talking about the villains, they're like Mandy. I mean, like, you, you sort of forget about Mandy, don't you? But, like, Mandy's so good and she's such a great recurring character that will come over in a few seasons to come. But, um. Yeah, and it's also interesting rewatching this, as I said sort of last week and the week before, about how you know you appreciate Nina as being good for the majority of this mm-hmm. season because you're never going to get Nina as good anymore. Um, and Terry ultimately, cause Terry never appears again. So yeah. it's sort of a great to appreciate Leslie Hope in this season as well. Um, and, and even something like Tony, like I feel we lost talking about Tony a lot towards the end. Cause I mean, Tony really doesn't have a lot to do in the last few episodes mm-hmm. really does he? So it's kind of almost innocent Tony, like pre-Michelle Tony. Um, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's a, a, a unique wife beater, Tony. Yeah. Ex- pre-wife beater, Tony. And also, um, long haired Jack. Not Shaved Head Jack. So that's always a thing too. But um, yeah, I guess it's like the same with any first season of a TV show that you get to a point where, you know, it's like, I mean, I know you're starting to, you're re-watching Breaking Bad. It's kind of like when you watch the Breaking Bad from the beginning, Walt with hair. Like you get so used to Walt being bald that you just oh. all of a sudden go, there he is with hair.
1: As somebody who's seen approximately one episode of Breaking Bad, I mean, <laughs> it's so unusual seeing him with hair.
0: <laughs> um. But, yeah, I guess kind of we'll go over the the characters and ultimately we sort of First of all, focus on the, on the main cast uh, and sort of go generally your favourites, your least favourites. Were there ones here on this rewatch that stood out for you than you usually remember or kind of got a little bit worse along the way? And then we'll kind of go over some of the, the main guest stars and everything along the line. So we only have five main cast members this season. Obviously, Keith Sutherland really is in this as Jack Bauer in every single episode. <laughs> Leslie Hope as Terry Bauer in every single episode. Sarah Clark as Nina Myers in every single episode. Alicia Cuthbert as Kim Bauer in every single episode. And oh. Dennis Hasbert senator david palmer in every single one of the episodes uh i'll let you go first who, who your standouts your your least standouts things like that
1: i mean you can't not say jack jack is the show uh, having said that there will be some future seasons where jack's not going to be my favorite uh, cast member and he might not even be in this one i think that uh sherry has so many strong moments just the fact that every time sherry has a big scene we're like oh this is you know a potential top five moment of the season here uh, and I think I definitely agree with Sherry a lot more than I agree with Jack and his yep. choices throughout the course of the season. So I probably would put Sherry slightly higher than Jack, but really, let's be honest, it is Jack's show. And we're seeing the birth of so many things that are going to just become standard for this man. Uh, he's going to take so much more abuse than he takes in the season. Really, he he's almost on level with Kim here. I mean, yeah, he has got a couple of torture scenes here and there, but most of the bad stuff that happens is the bad stuff people around him. And it's how he has to deal with it. Also, I will say, in terms of Kim, who will will easily be the worst character this season. Uh, the stuff that Jack deals with definitely would affect him more than the stuff that Kim deals with, <laughs> yeah, because Kim doesn't hey, have to Kim's worry had a about hard
0: day, Colin. Oh She's man, got a very if you if you got all the days that you've had in your life and put them <laughs> into one, it wouldn't even come to half of what she did. just just bring it on, bring it Colin. on, okay. <laughs> here, there, anywhere you like
1: uh no uh (laughs) but yeah i I would put my top three nina would definitely be in there as well and again it it doesn't even matter that nina i think she's the only character we talked about where when she's really doing nothing when she's sort of bored nina she's still so compelling to watch and that's total credit to sarah clark uh they've tried several times to bring in characters with the idea of, here's our backdoor idea for a female Jack Bauer. They're going to do it and live another day was probably the, the hardest attempt they had. But you could make the argument that even Renee, the the idea was if Kiefer Other side stepped down, we've got somebody to take over as a female Jack Bauer. Uh, and they had it in season one. And the twist kind of spoiled that because I could 100% buy Sarah Clark doing her own 24 TV series. I'm not even just the character Nina Myers, but she has that same presence where you would follow her, you know, and uh, she doesn't panic. She's cool. She's, she's calm. You know, she, she's got herself together. Um, She, she's married to a wonderful man (laughs) in real life uh, and has a decent guy on the side (laughs) in season one. (laughs) That was a a flavor saver. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I would love to say that David Palmer is up there, man. You know, he's, he's really in the middle because there are so many questionable things that he does as a character in the season that you don't see the first time you watch this show. And Dennis Haysbert's an amazing actor. Uh, It's so funny of me to look back and remember watching this the first time and seeing Pedro Serrano from the major league movies, you know, the, the voodoo guy, the friendly voodoo guy who would cry every time he, you know, uh, hit a bird. (laughs) And here he is playing the commanding president and it wasn't a stretch at all. And he'd have some great, Dramatic movie roles even after this Uh, this I think he's probably the one who benefited the most from 24 coming out of the first two seasons, Uh, but uh, he'd really just be in the middle for me and obviously Kim being the last Terry would be second last but I think the big difference is as annoying as the things that happen to Terry are as a viewer leslie hope is never annoying on camera if anything it's the opposite you you really see how hard she's trying with most of this stuff outside of the amnesia storyline
0: i just i was about to ask for dennis hayes but he went onto to another show and i couldn't remember the name of it. the unit is what it was called yeah because i remember yeah, that's when a great I, show well i never saw it but i remember when i worked at sanity people used to always buy it and i just always look hey it's it's palmer like there he is and he's on another show so um, you know
1: I mean, even as far as uh, movies go, he had a huge role in this movie, Far From Heaven, which got a bunch of Oscar nominations, which he might have filmed that probably just after 24 season one. And it was kind of a a, a movie, a period film with Julianne Moore um, and Dennis Quaid also uh, (laughs) about, uh, I guess, interracial romance during like the 50s. And when that came out, like there was serious Oscar buzz for Dennis Haysbert. I think Julianne Moore got an Oscar nomination, but he got a big bump from this show and and there's a reason why when you look at his performance i mean as questionable as his character definitely is throughout the course of this as an actor he's unbelievable
0: well we've mentioned a few times and kind of we're jumping ahead here because spoiler alert he becomes president for next season but um yeah he's often voted when they do these top 10 fictional president's list um you know tv and movies he's he's always in them like he's always kind of there but uh, yeah I'm with you kind of like it's interesting to kind of analyze this season and talk over it every episode to realize there are definitely some questionable things David Palmer does but you know he uh, I think we read in the the official guy that you know he was credited as being the heart of the show and he is like I mean you know you mm. the good outweighs the bad but you know, I kind of, like, we don't want to have an absolute perfect character. It's like sort of, you're mentioning sort of yeah. the female Jack Bowers. We're going to have sort of male Jack Bowers, you know, counterparts to Jack. But Jack's always Jack. Jack doesn't need a sidekick. Jack's always going to be Jack, basically, sort of moving forward. Um, I mean, yeah, like, how dare you say Jack Bowers are going to be your favourite character in every single season? Get off this show, Colin Hilding. Um, season six. Well, you know, Paul McCrane's pretty sexy in that season. Um. Keep, uh, I, mean, I, was,
1: I was going with Lennox, but okay. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, Milo's back in there. He's back at 5 a.m. to format files. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, I mean, Keep, like, the thing I'll say about Kiefer this season, it's 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 the most vulnerable Jack Bauer is ever in any season. Like, he he cries moving forward, he has emotional moments. I'm not saying he's never gonna have these, you know, moments, but I mean at least in the last two episodes, he cries like three times, doesn't he? And like just it's that level that like Kiefer brings to this role when we're learning who Jack Bauer is. Again, like by season eight, this is just a almost an indestructible superhero. Whereas like in this season, like, you know, he's getting tased, ah, and then just, you know, <laughs> things like that. But like it's just the level and like this is I think the only season where we kind of see him almost falling asleep when he's holding up the waitress, you know, just things like yeah. that. Like it's just a level and this is again why I always appreciate season one, because it's just it's developing this Jack Bauer. Like I don't like, I've never watched Walker, Texas Ranger, but like, I don't know if Walker, Texas Ranger gets a season of development before he's just, you know, doing everything Chuck Norris does to get all these facts named after him. Uh, Whereas like, we get that with Jack Bauer. I mean, does Sydney Bristow get a season? Like, I've never really watched Alias. Like, I mean, does does she kind of get it? Or is, is Sydney Bristow just super heroine basically from the get go?
1: I mean, she's pregnant in the fifth season. So that would be the closest you'd come.
0: So she's a superhero, are you saying? Because uh, she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they, they they actually take her out of action, obviously because filming reasons, and uh, they, they worked it into the plot line. But uh, to be honest, what happens after she gives birth would pretty much put her in the superhero territory. So, yeah, fair point.
0: <laughs> um, But, yeah, like Sarah Clark again, because, you know, it's just, as I sort of mentioned before, I like seeing Nina as innocent. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, not innocent, like as in good, I should say. So it's kind of, it's, it's a unique thing to be able to watch that. Um, Dennis Haysbert, yeah, again, sort of just what I was saying before. Like, he's a heart of the show and just kind of these little things that kind of show us he's not perfect. Um, yeah, It's hard with Kim because, like, season two Kim is the worst, but, like, she started off okay and then she had some mm-hmm. dips and then she went okay, but then she just really went bad in the dips. And then, like, those final few episodes, she was fine because, again, maybe she just had gaffer tape over her mouth half the time. So I don't know, but, like... <laughs> And again, we're not blaming Alicia Cuthbert. We're, we're not doing any of that. It's sort of more, it's it's the material. It's no different to, to Leslie. Like, you know, some of the stuff that Terry has to work with is not great. But um, yeah, I mean, this is all we're ever going to see from Leslie Hope on this show. So it's kind of like, I guess I kind of want to rank her higher just because, yeah, she had some rubbish stuff to deal with um but i mean one season arc is all you need with terry as we said there's yeah. nothing else they could do with her so i guess maybe like this is the terry season so i feel like I'd, i want to prop her up a bit more because i appreciate her and yeah we're maybe a bit biased because we we interviewed her and obviously had her back on the show for another interview as well um but yeah i don't know like it's just the the, the terry jack dynamic it's 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 unique like yeah well jack's gonna have Girlfriends moving forward, but it's never Terry. terry Terry's his one true love, yeah. and you need that sort of um, you need that at one point.
1: In all fairness, it was before we even had Leslie Hope on here. We were talking about, you know, there's some questionable things with her character, but she is so important that that because you always associate her as part of the show. You know, uh, if you're looking at all the characters that are most important to 24, you're gonna think of Jack. You're gonna think of Chloe. You're yeah. gonna think of Tony. Terry is one of the next names that comes up along with Palmer and she's in one season. Uh, and e- the early stuff, what, what I was really surprised at was the early stuff with Alan York. I actually didn't mind her driving around Los Angeles yeah. looking for Kim, especially when they, they do get the the revelation of, you know, Alan York is Alan Fork. Uh, then it becomes really <laughs> exciting when she's going to catch on to that. So I, I wish that they had come up with something really good like that for the second half of the season. And, and of course there's moments where, because the audience knows what Jack is going through when she's getting on her domestic. Oh, Jack, you need to talk to me about this. Now you're like, come on, Terry, this is the longest day of his life. Give him, give it a rest. But I think the difference is her character doesn't know any better. Uh, she's being the mother, she's being the wife. And I almost appreciate that more because of the realism we keep talking about in this season that you don't get in future seasons. Some of the, the mundane things like, you know, domestic uh, conversations that would just happen in regular everyday life, it brings something to season one that the other seasons don't have. And, and that yeah. is a lot to do with Terry.
0: And it's also more natural in season one because we are going to get sort of domestic, like, don't get me started on next season's domestic crap around Kim. Like, <sighs> just don't even get me started. Oh. But like, you know, later on when we've got the, um... Oh uh, God, what's the character's names in season four? Is it Ar- Arush? Uh, um, the, oh, the, the Iraz beginning. family. Iraz family. Thank you very much. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a bit domesticated and be like, Oh we got this again. But, it works, but like I mean, season five, which is lauded as the best season, there's a lot of domesticated stuff going on at the beginning of that with um Connie yeah. Britton and sort of. I always forget Connie Britton's in twenty four. That gets me excited. I know. This Love Connie <laughs> Britton. She wasn't,
1: she wasn't anybody at that point, and then she explodes.
0: She's but she she does have a bit of a reputation. She had, well, she has a bit of a reputation for being in a show and just disappearing. I remember in nine one one, she was like the yeah. main star of season one. Was, oh no, bugger this! I'm doing something else. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hashtag make Connie Britton more of a thing. Um. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Connie Britton for Jack Bauer in the reboot. Um, but oh, I'd watch that. Yeah, like I, I'm with you. It's, it, and this is again though the, the beauty of season one is like besides Kim getting kidnapped every five seconds, y- you don't roll your eyes at oh here we go again. And this is where yeah. 24 has a problem later on when even in the great seasons you're like oh okay there's a mole again. All right, okay. Oh there's a an affair happening or this like it's going oh here we go again. Um, Mm -hmm. like, but the mole in this twice a mole. And then like, even like Kim getting kidnapped, like, let's be honest, as much as we bag it, it's not as bad as it's going to be next season. So like, it's kind of, it's innocent. Like Terry getting amnesia is absolutely dog shit. And from memory, maybe I've got amnesia. Uh, they don't do amnesia ever again in 24, but, um, (laughs) maybe they do. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a show that does get repetitive. It's almost like a drinking game. Like Mm -hmm. what episode will we have the mole? So, uh, we'll kind of see that now. I know sort of like in some of our past shows, particularly with Nip Tuck, we'd kind of go over guest stars who had been in multiple episodes and maybe one time uh, episode people, but it's, it's kind of tricky with a show like 24. So I'm going to lump the special guest stars and the guest stars together here in terms of uh, multiple episodes. So I'll, I'll, I won't read out all the guest stars. I'll maybe only read some of the ones who were maybe in 10 or more episodes here and kind of, Take your pick, some of your standouts, your least standouts, and even some of the the minor characters who are only in a couple of episodes. But the special guest stars are listed here. And Carlos Bernard, of course, is in 23 of these 24 episodes Was only ever a special guest star. It's the only season he's not a uh, starring role. Penny Johnson-Gerald, similar thing, uh, 22 episodes for her, but a special guest star. Richard Berge as a special guest star, as uh, Kevin Carroll, a.k.a. Alan Fork. Uh, 11 episodes. Dennis Hopper, of course, in five episodes as Victor Drazen. And Lou Diamond, Sapphire, Gold, and Silver Phillips as uh, Mark DeSalvo for two episodes. And the guest stars, in terms of sort of the major episodes, obviously Daniel Best, good friend of the show, uh, as Rick in 18 episodes. Zel- Zelko Ivanek, I'll get it right one day, as Andre Drazen in 15 episodes. Xander Berkeley, how is Xander Berkeley not a special guest star? Why is he just yeah, a guest special. star? Come on, boo. Uh, George Mason, 12 episodes. Michael Massey as Ira Gaines in 12 episodes. Vishelis Shannon. Val- I keep calling him Valacious. I, I like Valacious better. As, uh, Let's just go with Valacious. 12 episodes. Jude Chicka Chicka Chocola Sounds like Chicka 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 <laughs> Wild, Wild West. Mike Novick is 11 episodes. And Karina Arava, you, you pronounce it better, as Jamie Farrell in 10 episodes. Um, other ones here that I thought were in more. Milo's in eight episodes. Uh, Aaron's in nine episodes. Um, Jackie Maxwell as Janet York in six episodes. (laughs) Um, yeah. So standouts, least standouts. And again, feel free to mention, like I didn't mention someone like Mia Kirshner, obviously in three episodes or Mm. Paul Schultz as Ryan Chappelle. So, uh, there's a few there ultimately that I I haven't mentioned.
1: Need to mention Alberta green either.
0: Oh, of course not. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, this, this is better than the main cast. I'm just going to say it. Uh, and Carlos Bernard's not included in there because I, I started the season and, and mentioned how I really was not a fan of Tony in season one. And when Tony came back in season two, it's like, oh, this guy again. It really takes until the end of season two, I think, before I'm really sold on Tony. Uh, he has some good moments here, but he was brought in to be the, the kind of slimy guy that you're you're always – thinking oh there's something up with him you know he's suspicious he's mysterious he's got a flavor saver oh, <laughs> there's something in, about him in that, control
0: he's, he's in, in control, control.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's something just off-putting about him but it, it, i don't know whether it's the changing character or if it's just carlos bernard you know, warming up to the role that that won me over in future seasons i mean i already said the best character of the season is not jack bauer it's it's Jack Penny Johnson-Gerald. But no, the best actor of this season is probably Penny Johnson-Gerald as well. Yeah. How did she not get an Emmy nomination? Like, it's ridiculous. She is so good. Yeah. Every scene she's in, she makes better. And it, it's also weird that she is a special guest star here because I think we mentioned the only notable thing she'd done was Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And on that, she was a minor character. She had a couple episodes and most of the time it was... She was the wife of the captain who, you know, in the opening or closing the episode, he'd be like, oh, I had a really hard day at work today. Oh, come tell me about it. Uh, but uh here she is the scene stealer of the entire season. Uh, some of the um, the villains, I think, that really surprised me. I mean, I I, I always loved the Drazens. Uh, I mean, you can't say enough. You mentioned how we we undersold Andre. Uh, not Andre. Andre. Um, Uh, Victor we undersold Victor coming into this even knowing it was Dennis Hopper Uh, but Andre I think we 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 sold a lot but even still he he still blows me away beyond what I remembered, but it's Gaines that really surprised me and I've seen this season this, this is probably the third time I've ever watched through season one maybe the fourth time I don't know, but Gaines never stood out to me more than just he was the first villain that set the stage for everybody else. But Gaines is also like a Sherry. He steals every scene he's in, yeah. Uh, and if if we eventually do a rankings on this, the way we do on 007, you know, the the secondary villains, Gaines might be one of the tops for me. Uh, I don't, there's a season three one who's going to be higher, but he might be second best secondary villain this show has ever had.
0: Yeah, I that'd be interesting to do like a rankings. Um, I mean, we might be tired after seven thousand episodes, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm with you. Were there any, I, I want to get a worse list. Like were there sort of ones that maybe you thought you liked and then you realized you didn't or kind of, you forgot about them and thought, Oh, just like, stop it. Like I, I can't stand these people. Well, I'll just add also to the best of, cause
1: I almost forgot here, uh, Jamie, because when we did episode one, I mentioned to you, one of the first things I said is there's a character in here that I'm like, I have zero recollection of who they are. And then it took about, 30 seconds for me to be like, wait a second, Jamie, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's kind of a star in the season, especially when she can work yeah. off of Milo. And that's also the prototype of what they're going to do in almost every future season. That The the two uh, CTU desk jockeys who are just at each other's throats for the entire season. Uh, it, it's, it's definitely done better than this, but I think it was, it was a welcome surprise. Also the name uh, I, I, it's definitely edited out, but I got, Karina to pronounce her name for me and I practiced it a few times before we hit record and when I hit record I completely butchered I said let's try that again <laughs> so <laughs> if you ever listen to the interview you can hear me you can almost hear her acknowledging yeah you got it yeah <laughs> as I tried a second take after practicing it multiple times but Karina Ariave uh, she's definitely one of the stars of the first half of the season as well uh, and when we get to the um, best of moments, I'm going to have a Karina moment that I really want to put up there, even just just honorable nod, because I think it's all going to be from the last two episodes. Uh, worst, you didn't mention Dan in there, but <laughs> I'm, you know, the, I think we made Dan a thing. Dan's definitely not as strong of a character as Rick. He's certainly better than his brother, uh, who I don't think gets included in that as well. Uh, we, we, we've already talked up Janet as much as we can, but. Well,
0: I was going to you know, say, I think- Colin, back yourself up, my friend. You did not mention Janet in <laughs> the best. What's going on with you?
1: <laughs> I mean, Janet is one of the best. And it's not even just that we made Janet a fake. When there is a character that goes through that much abuse, and this isn't just going to end with Janet. I'm not just saying this now because we had her on the show and, you know, we went on and on about how great Janet was and, and it sort of became a thing here. Uh, Other characters in future seasons who take this kind of abuse will also become endearing to the audience. So Janet also, I'm going to say, a prototype for future characters. But I'm really struggling for bad characters. Like I said, Dan was just sort of bland to me. Uh, Chappelle, I was surprised, is definitely not as strong. Well, I did mention a couple times throughout the season, this is not the Chappelle we're going to get. We sort of get moments of him, but he's not a standout character. But I also don't remember him being a standout character in season one uh alberta is there uh <laughs> she serves a purpose but she's got some moments as well where it, it, it's the same problem that mason has And let's throw mason in there for best see this is just the best of list it's the best of list and then <laughs> two other characters that are bland mason xander berkeley another guy that you could have built the show around if you wanted i mean he's sure he's a little bit older he's a little bit sleazier but you cast him as jack bauer i'm gonna buy that also Uh, but, uh, no, with, um, uh, there's one character, which I don't even know we're going to get there, but Hanlon, my least favorite character this entire season, because (laughs) it is so bad the way they pigeonhole him in here. Him and Dan's brother are like the worst things in this show because they just, they're unnecessary. They're thrown in there to create tension and don't create it. It just leaves you scratching your head. Uh, and I'm glad that they never brought them back.
0: Good answers. I like it, except for Janet should be in your best straight away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't go past Sherry, Penny Johnson, Gerald. Again, we're not—it's not the last we're ever going to see of her, but it's the most we will ever see of her, and it's the best she's at. You know, she's the best. The best. That's just gonna stop it now. <laughs> um, and Tony, like, it's—I don't like lumping Tony in special guest star. Like, I mean, yeah, he's—he's
1: he's a main cast member.
0: Yeah, and like, I, I mean, Tony's goes on to basically be the third most appearances of any character behind Jack and Chloe, which is so weird saying behind Chloe. Like, we're still not getting he's, Chloe for two more seasons. How how are we talking about 24 and not talking about Chloe? Well,
1: also, he's the longest running, if you're looking at overall years on the show, because he did come back for Legacy. Yeah. So I mean, we could say... he <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but when, when he did come back, it was some of the better stuff the show did. At least one episode was... Uh, maybe the one good episode of the show did, but yeah. like Wait, That, that alas- had a good episode.
0: I don't remember any of them.
1: <laughs> at least one. I remember at least one. Maybe, maybe I'll uh, revise that when we get there.
0: Yeah. I, um, that, yeah, it's too, too, too early to talk about our legacy, but, um, <laughs> way too early. Yeah, I mean, this is the least we, I mean, I said at the beginning that Tony, they just, they just forget what to do with Tony. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, it's just, I feel bad for Carlos Bernard and the Tony character because, you just get to a point and it's like, well, what are they doing with him? And I feel he never mm-hmm. gets a proper conclusion. Like, I don't want to spoil this, but it's just, just make the most of Tony until things get weird with Tony. So anyway, um, <laughs> and they will I, want get get, weird. I want to give props to Richard Berge. Like he could have, oh, could yeah. have been Jack Bauer, you know? And, um, you know, again, the first real twist was the reveal that that's not Janet's dad. So yeah, I think kind of what he did was great with what he had the character of. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Massey, so sad he's no longer with us. Like Ira Gaines, like absolutely. Like just what a what a man, what a villain, like wow. so good. you just transfixed with everything on screen with him. Um, obviously, Jackie Maxwell, uh, you know, we're Janet.
1: Janet. We getting that trading card.
0: We made Janet a thing. Um, <laughs> and Mia Kirshner, I mean, how can you not oh, love Mia I Kirshner f- and whatever she's her. in? You what you what let's, a woman. Let's throw this out here. She had what, three episodes? Yeah, three episodes.
1: It is not just us. We've interviewed a lot of people on this show and more than one of the people we've interviewed have went out of their way to mention her. Yeah. uh, Which is ridiculous because most of the people we interview will ask the question, like, do you continue to watch the show? Like, no, I watched my season. That was pretty much it. She stands out even to the other actors on the show. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that we only get her back, what, like once is Well, we got it twice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So yeah we get her back but we never get her she could have been a character that just continues to reappear every single season and sure it would become oh there we go we got to fit in the the way that it kind of works future with Nina and Sherry where you're like oh they had to bring them in again but I feel like with with
0: Mandy it could have really worked But the thing with Mandy, it does. And this is the thing which I think I agree with you completely and spoiler sort of for the future, but they kind of forget about her. And I feel there's not really a conclusion for Mandy because Mm -hmm. without spoiling it, she comes back next season in the most unexpected way. And I think it's more in a case of if you've just watched season two, you don't think this character's any significance. You're like, okay, cool, random woman. If you know who she is at the beginning of the show, your mind is fucking blown, Uh, like absolutely blown. And it makes that scene 10 times better than it already is a great scene. And that next season could very well be our number one moment. Of season Number one or number two, because there's another iconic moment for season two, which will, will push that one. But when she, season four, I think from uh, memory, she comes back as well. And I think that's when she's in it for the longest. But she the thing with, yeah, like you're right, like Sherry and Nina are kind of tick the bingo off. You've got to have them return, right? Whereas Mandy's kind of that random one, which long-term fans will appreciate when she comes back you know it's, it's not yeah. like a i'm thinking of janet from Friends, janice from friends like you know she just comes back you know like, oh there's janice there's her appearance this season things like that um but yeah no mandy's mandy's a good one um and and you know what like here's the other thing mia Kirshner, i'm
1: not knocking her in any way she's an adequate actress i've seen her in a lot of other things and she's always okay uh there was a tv show called bloodline that had um kyle chandler on it who i'm obviously a massive fan of And even on that, it was sort of like, yeah, you know, I expected a little bit more. And I think I always expect more from her because how good she is on 24. She's on Star Trek now. Um, But I I don't think we ever really get as charismatic and and as dynamic as she is on 24 and anything else she's ever been in. I I saw her in a a TV Christmas movie recently, and she was okay, but it definitely did not live up to 24. Nothing against her as an actress. She's okay, but... It's just weird when you get somebody who stands out that much in one role, a small role, and they don't really spring off into bigger things the way that we mentioned like Dennis Hayes, Burt Wood and Kiefer Sutherland Wood. And, you know, some of these other cast members would.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking at the list here for bad ones. I mean... Yeah, I'm with you with what uh, what's We throw basement.
1: Patty in as a bad one just because of how she's used.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking here Dr. Phil Parslow kind of just... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of shoehorned in there. Um, yeah, I was an Elizabeth fan. Sorry, Elizabeth.
1: See, um, and that that's something that we're, I guess, a little bit more divided on. I didn't mind Elizabeth, and I actually really liked the, the resolution of that story a lot more than you did.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't a big fan of that uh, as uh, kind of we went over in that episode. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else really that kind of... I feel there's ones that I'm missing that I'm thinking of that I just got more angry about. Eli? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, he he, he was a good villain. I mean, you he, know, like... He, he fit
1: the role. <laughs> he,
0: he looks like a guy rapist. You just
1: Yeah, you look at him <laughs> and you want to smack him and then he rapes somebody and you want to do worse. Yeah, uh, you, you know here, here's one we didn't even mention Melanie Melanie yeah. definitely doesn't stand out as a great character but another one where we're sort of like with Janet you're like Mellie's Millie's got a raw deal here like <laughs> yeah she, she's definitely more of a hero than she's being uh, given credit for
0: yeah no 100% agree um yeah I don't know I'm looking at Nicole's fine um Milo Carl, a, Carl L- yeah let's I'm not forget Carla. Carl yeah. Um, Aaron, I mean, we don't really mention Aaron. This is an Aaron standard. Aaron's kind of one of these background characters that becomes more of a thing yeah. later on. Like, kind of, fans just a pre- it's like Cubby, the cup. Like, it's just, oh, cool. Yeah. How did you think Cubby went this season? Colin, actually, just while <laughs> we're on that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I spotted him throughout the season. It's one of these things there, because I, I had never heard about Cubby until you mentioned it in episode one. And then I, I swear every time Cubby made an appearance, like, my eyes were drawn to it. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> it, so, so job done.
0: Mate, wait till you get to Jack's man bag you will never stop seeing uh, (laughs) Jack's man bag. I
1: already don't Um, stop seeing any man bags.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we're just talking about the ones between his legs. Um, (laughs) Yeah. In terms of episodes, um, you know, th- again, always difficult with 24, we say this all the time because it's sort of more of a time thing. Uh, standouts for you, best episodes, worst episodes. I mean, I don't know if you've got your list ready to go. I have it, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got my rankings and all the buys and the rents in front of me, but uh, I mean, I guess kind of maybe refresh our audience of what your, your top ones were, your bottom ones were, and, and any ones maybe that kind of you remembered being better than they were or, you know, were better than expected.
1: Well, I'll say, first of all, ones that uh, wasn't as good as I remembered was what would have been the original finale, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is episode 13. It's number nine on my list, you know, because there's some big stuff that happens there. But I think we were both really caught off guard when we got to that because episode 12 was so strong. And then we get to episode 13. We're like, yeah, it sort of peters out a little bit, you know. Uh, so that one, I was surprised that it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Uh, my top ones, obviously we don't even have to say episode 24, the finale, and then episode 23, those are the best episodes of the season. I don't don't think anybody's not going to have those two episodes as the the best episodes of their season. My number three was episode 11 and there must be something about it. And I might have to go back and listen to it because as I read through what the plot synopsis was, which is generally what I have to do when I'm making my rankings, because you don't (laughs) remember it by the name, uh, there's nothing huge that really stands out jack takes kofil somewhere secluded oh it's the interrogation that's what there we go jack's uh towel interrogation of kofil that must be yeah. uh what it was uh yeah and and this is also where he takes um uh alan for Cossage as well so that actually <laughs> made number three on my list uh which you know i wouldn't have expected that coming for moments i definitely would have but not for an entire episode and episode seven which was uh the the fake shooting of nina really the first jaw-dropping moment on this show that was my number four uh episode six is my number five uh now that one is Milo That's the, uh, coming assassination
0: in <laughs> attempt isn't it
1: no that was a little bit later
0: um oh that was 7 a.m yeah
1: Yeah. This, this is where some of the Palmer drama starts to uh, come out. Um, Oh, this is where Jack finds out, finds the body and they say, this is Alan York. And you realize Mm -hmm. it's not Alan York. Yeah. Uh, And also Milo's introduction uh, (laughs) and one of the many assassination attempts on Janet. So yeah, there's some good stuff in that one for bottom ones. uh, I, I think it's funny. There's there's episodes that I remember just absolutely hating that aren't even my very bottom. So The ones that are at my bottom must be really bad. My very bottom is episode number 14, uh, which also sounds just very generic. This is where Chappelle starts. It's one of the many depositions episodes, I think. Uh, (laughs) Terry and Kim going to the hospital. This was, uh, yeah, this was the infamous one where Nina spent about 15 (laughs) minutes wandering back and forth between rooms. the hospital, basically. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, fair that that one's at the bottom. Episode four, which um, also I wouldn't really have remembered, but when that episode went up, the write-up was basically saying, why are Colin and Ben not into this episode when we (laughs) thought they would be? Uh, This uh, was when the lockdown of CTU happened and Jack just mysteriously was able to sneak out. Uh, So uh, not much other than that, that really even stands out about this episode. Uh, And some of my other bottom ones here. Episode nine... Uh, the famous episode nine, which uh, was eight to nine <laughs> for time. <laughs> oh, this one. Uh, yeah. This was the the waitress getting taken hostage. That's definitely a bad one for me. Uh, and then episode ten, which um, I don't recognize much that helps that happens in this episode. (laughs) Uh, Jack on the case of Cape David at the elementary school. There's some big stuff happening there. And then I thought this one would have actually been lower because it is the Hanlon episode, which I absolutely hate Hanlon just being thrown in here last minute, but there was some genuine suspense for that. I think one of the reasons I did bump that up higher. We didn't say at the time was because if go back and watch that episode now watch Nina in episode number 18, that the, the, teddy hanlon episode because there's things that happen with her in that episode sometimes just her reactions where you could tell they were planning at least at that point we think we're going to make nina the mole but it is in no way obvious to the audience unless you're really looking for it
0: yeah i think we'd mentioned that didn't we at that point kind of we were alluding to something there i remember yeah that like sort of going... you know there's
1: a couple of seeds that are sort of planted yeah. but very subtly
0: which again, like I mean, you could always do a redux of season one where we go over everything, like just talking Nina up and kind of you know mm-hmm. that this is this is going to be what's happening obviously later on. Um, yeah, so I my number one again same as you twenty episode twenty four and episode twenty three. I had episode eleven at third. Uh, the surprising one for me was that I actually ended up having the pilot at fourteenth, my lowest buy. Um, and again, I think we did talk That's about how same the pilot- spot. I have
1: it. Wow, and we it's- have the same top three too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of mentioned how the pilot wasn't as groundbreaking as other TV show pilots. Um, but, you know, it's still... The, you've got to give the pilot some sort of uh, props has got to get you into the show somehow. Um, mm-hmm. My bottom was episode 17, which is the one where Terry basically gets taken to the restaurant and you got Bitch Driver uh, <laughs> basically wanting money and she's still waiting for it all these years. The amnesia stuff basically happened, and that's the... Uh, that's the one where Elizabeth stabs Sexy Drazen Man as well. So, um, yeah, that's my my. I think that's, that season. explains
1: why mine's higher, because I was higher on that scene at least.
0: Yeah, uh, I only had three bins this season, so episodes 16, 14, and 17. I've actually <laughs> got the stats here, so. Only three? Fun. Wow. There's a, wow.
1: Di- there's a huge difference in
0: my bins, five. I think. You had five. Oh, I
1: thought I would have had even more yeah. than that. Yeah, so that's yeah.
0: not bad scoff at my bins how dare you um yeah you had you had five bins i had three i had six rents you had seven and sorry the other way around i had seven you had six and you had 13 buys i had 14 buys so uh, wow. there was a few discrepancies with that one there um before we sort of close it off, I guess, I mean, I, I don't... There's nothing really else. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you kind of want to allude to before we get to a very difficult task of ranking the seasons? Um, I, I don't know if there's anything major that you... Top five, baby. Top five, baby. <laughs> um, I don't have nothing to add. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're both going to rank this at number one. <gasps> Shocker. Yeah. Oh. Um, I was really on the fence, but... Yeah, look, I'll be honest. I, pre, I pre-typed your answer into our website article <laughs> just... just in case, uh, which leads us now to our, always my favorite part of a season conclusionary episode. And then we'll sort of look ahead to season two, um, our top five, top five, baby, where yeah. basically we go over the top five moments of this season. And then not only do we come to the top five, we have to rank them in order from five down to one. Now I think we've infamously said about a hundred times that there's at least three, possibly four moments in the finale. And then one moment in the episode 23 that will probably make this up. But I mean, I just want to point out a few nominees that we did early on that uh, sadly won't make that. Maybe there's only one that we can fight for here, potentially as an equal one, or if we really want to bump one of the other ones out. But uh, sort of, uh, I I think I mentioned the very first episode, The Plane Explosion. Uh, I kind of think just kind of, it's Mm. it's a cool moment. Takes them 24 hours to find all the passengers. So clearly it was a little bit more complicated (laughs) than everybody gave it credit for. Um, Probably long I ago. Mean, that. That's
1: what the real subcommittee was on. Can we please go over this passenger list?
0: Yeah. Um, other ones. I love the attempted assassination of Palmer when Jack kind of grabs for the gun. I think it's a it's a key moment. It's a it's a great moment there. Um, I think it's in the same episode, isn't it? When. Terry and Kim are sort of brought to their knees and are about to be shot and kind of just they holding hands. And, you know, props to both Leslie Hope and Alicia Cuthbert. There was the acting there. And basically Gaines is like, wait, nope, don't. We still need them alive. Like kind of a very tense scene there. Um, Terry calling Jack and telling her that she's pregnant. Um, you know, I kind of think that was a real sort of emotional scene there that, you know, deserves some weight. Uh, the dinner table scene with the Palmers is a fantastic oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like-
1: really want to... Like, here we go. I mocked the ending of that because of Nicole choking on a chicken bone or whatever she was doing. (laughs) Uh, But other than that, I would fight for that scene. I think that that might be one of the strongest dramatic scenes of the whole season.
0: It is it is a great scene. Um, obviously Kim saying "Bring it on" is up there. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, like, and I'm not just saying this for Janet, but I mean, like, you know, the first biggest twist, and it's a like 24 magazine, the esteemed like, ranked it in their top 24 moments of the first like five seasons. The the first big twist of Janet sort of uh, getting killed by uh Alan York, uh, well, supposed Alan York there, um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other ones. Uh, there the, the fake one shooting I was of
1: Nina, as I mentioned. Oh, the Episode fake shooting, seven. of
0: course, of course, the fake shooting of Nina. Um, and there was one I was also just thinking about a second ago it has gone completely blank in my head. Uh, obviously not that important. But, uh, I mean, the one that I'm sort of avoiding saying, because this is the one that we maybe will fight for the top five and maybe an equal fifth, because we've done that a couple of times, course, is the Jack Bauer interrogation scene of Kofa with the towel. Like, yeah. I bet you think I can't force this towel down your throat. Like, you know, and just like, holy fuck, this is the first real. I really real, like, want that one. Jack Bauer is a motherfucker <laughs> scene. Uh, but before I get to the obvious five and we'll discuss it, like, are there any ones that I've missed that kind of you, that you want to kind of put out there?
1: The one that caught me off guard, because I may have even been harder on the Palmer drama than you were. Uh, was Keith and Carl Webb's scene with the, oh, yeah. the, the recording, you know, uh, that was a fantastic sequence and David's press conference too. Uh, I don't know if we'd thrown that one out there as a potential one uh, as questionable as it is, if the public just buys it, you know, I think even just the buildup, we, we talked up the buildup to that scene of the long walk towards the podium with the music playing and all that. So I think that's a good one too. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, the the, the escape from Gaines' compound, the final uh, showdown with Gaines, I think, is a good one. It's yep. obviously not going to beat the showdown with the Drazens, but that one deserves at least an honorable mention, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing else one, really coming to mind.
0: One, Sorry to interrupt. The one I just kind of thought, too, maybe the reveal of Drazen, kind of just, yeah. uh, you know, when he sees him on the screen. And even that first scene between Jack and Drazen, kind of. the mm-hmm. Oh, the, the first scene between Palmer and Jack at CTU. Of course, we're going to yeah. mention that. Um, yeah which is
1: also operation nightfalls um yeah. name drop there
0: yep exactly um
1: the 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 cell phone i don't know if you were going to include that one. Oh, the
0: explosion sort of in yeah. the, the room yeah yeah no that was out there um but i mean our key five uh that i think kind of you know we're almost a lock uh obviously nina the reveal of nina as a mole at the end of episode 23 huge moment for 24 uh, you know, a huge, huge twist. And uh, I mean, the Jamie twist as well, the Jamie suicide, uh, the Jamie death, I should say, sort of should be up there as well. well I, I
1: Actually, I'm, I'm, you mentioned now, but I kept thinking throughout the whole episode, I got to remember to mention Jamie's interrogation with Tony and Nina too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that for the first half of the season, definitely one of the best sequences. So that I think is even a potential one to come in here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, Nina's reveal as a mole and then sort of our four moments from the finale, I mean, we know what number one's going to be. There's, there's no question in our mind that number one is the death of Terry. Absolutely. Yeah. Number one, lock it in, Eddie. Um, but the other three moments from that episode is sort of Nina arriving at CTU and the car shootout with Jack and then basically Jack pinning her against a car and Nina getting arrested. Um, you've got the the badass Jack fight, you know, Nina telling her, him that Kim's dead and just basically mowing down mm. the Drazens and ending with killing Drazen. And ultimately as well, the one that I just want to fucking stand up on a mountain and fight for is uh, Sherry and David, basically the breakup, yeah. you know, the scene of them uh, breaking up. So, I mean, look, I, I'm saying this now, I'm very sold on those five and maybe agreeing with an equal fifth with the towel interrogation. Um, But I mean, look, if, if you've got an argument to sway me to kick one of them out, to put something else in, I'm, I'm all ears. I,
1: I would, I would say that the towel would beat the, um, uh, the Nina Jack driving towards each other with the, the cars, which is an incredible moment. But that towel, that is Jack Bauer. I, I don't think Jack Bauer driving towards somebody with a car. I think that we would have to include the towel just because how many times we're going to get Jack just doing something completely insane like this, whether it's cutting off somebody's limb or just uttering this incredible threat. that I think that was the moment where I got Jack Bauer as a character. Uh, so that one I would definitely fight for to be in there. I'm going to agree with you that the the Sherry and David scene in the ballroom has to be in there. Terry has to be in there. The Revelation of Nina has to be in there. The Drazen's um, showdown has to be in there. But I personally would sub the towel sequence with um, uh, what's his name, Koful for the other Nina Jack moment.
0: The the, the thing I will say, like, like the one that will probably sway me is my own sort of uh... – uh, I guess, version of this is that I said to you all season, there are three moments in the finale that will be in the top five. When mm. I rewatched the finale, I was like, fuck, there's a fourth moment. So I, I kind of forgot about how epic that chase, that car sort of shootout is. Mm. Um, and I think from memory, my top 24, 24 moments that was in it, but I will say my top 24, and that was like, I think two episodes into season five, I did that. And I didn't have a criteria. It wasn't like I had to have five from season one. Like it, there were mm-hmm. more moments from season one than any other season. I think from memory. So like I didn't have a criteria. Um. So yeah, I'm almost swayed. You've almost sold me in the fact that like I one the one argument against it though is that there is a Jack Bauer moment that you could almost argue is more badass in the very next episode we're going to be covering of the premiere of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very similar take, but. Almost more, but it's more badass. Let's, it is more badass than what we get in this. But it, like as you said, it sells you who Jack Bauer is. Like, mm-hmm. and this is season one. Jack Bauer is not the Jack Bauer we're going to get later on. When this guy is fucking willing to do anything it takes for the greater good. This I is think uh. the only time in this season where you've real got like sadistic Jack. Like this guy pushes buttons who mm-hmm. you, you're going to get a towel down your throat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, the other reason I really want to fight for that one is because we have action scenes in here already, which if there's one drawback to the Nina, Tony or Nina, Tony, <laughs> well, Tony was there too. As we said, Oh, my girlfriend was the one. Wow. That kind of sucks. <laughs> I guess I'm not getting any tonight, uh, but uh, it, it's the fact that we got the big action sequence with the Drazen's in there. We have the big shockers with uh, Nina and with Terry and we don't have like the calm Jack moment. And, and really that's the two sides of Jack. There's the action hero, Jack, uh, who just goes in their guns a blazing. And there's a the Jack who says, you know, I'm the most dangerous man in the room. And I'm just going to very calmly, very quietly tell you why, and you're going to do what I say. So I, I would love to represent those two sides of Jack in
0: here. And look, I think, yeah, I, I, I think you have swayed me because I think also the, the goal with this is like, you're going to have seasons where you could literally have 20 moments, um and some you're going to have 3 and like this is the thing sometimes you have got to stretch sometimes you struggle uh, you know you're struggling to fit them all into 5 but yeah i think we've done that a lot on like nip tuck and third watch and that like and even on loss it's kind of like a good balance you know mm-hmm. like you, you kind of need to balance some of these out sometimes to kind of give it so i, I think you have sway me because like you think about it we've got an action scene with with jack and the shootout with the drazens you've got your emotional scene with terry uh, you know, you've kind of got your good dramatic scene, your sort of your character scene with the the Palmers sort of mm-hmm. going off there with each other. Um, you've got the real sort of like plot twist shock scene of uh, Nina reveal. And then, yeah, like to kind of have a real like badass... And maybe this is something we do every scene. We've got to have a badass Jack moment or something mm-hmm. like that. So... Yeah, no, the towel. Like, I'll take it. The towel over the um, yes, the the shootout. Like, I I don't like doing equals. I just I just it defeats the purpose to me because we could have gone back on so many of these shows and had equal moments. Like, I we I know we didn't season one a loss with Boone's death because no, wouldn't fucking give me Boone's death. I'm like, you give me Boone's death. <laughs> um, whereas I know on third watch, I think it may be happened twice on third watch that we had equals, but that's just because Darvell was difficult. Um, I love you, Darvel. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, he should have been here right now, right? <laughs> God damn it, Darvel! We've been on to you all week why haven't you joined us <laughs> but uh yeah okay i'll go that so now it's the order so i guess um number, well, Terry's one, number one number yep. one absolutely number five the towel or number five the palmer's conversation
1: i'd say number five the towel
0: okay all right don't forget to bring a towel. um number two nina's reveal yeah Some, sometimes easy yeah, okay. work from bottom to, to- uh, top to bottom sometimes
1: yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the two big shockers really are the most memorable things about this season.
0: Yep. Uh, so that just comes down to our number four and number three. Uh, you know, I look, as much as I love the Palmer scene, I probably would say that the Jack sort of shootout is probably more of a, a memorable mm-hmm. scene in terms of its impact. Um, so, yeah, I would probably say number three, uh, the Jack shootout with the Draisings, and number four, the Palmer conversation.
1: I'd almost want to switch them. Um, it, it's tough because uh, the Palmer the Palmer conversation, the ballroom, it is just a conversation. We saw about six conversations leading up to that one. But it's more memorable. I think that uh, the Drazen shootout, there's a lot of little things in there that I didn't remember until I watched it on a second viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> it probably does stand out as the more exciting moment uh, when you're rewatching this, but it's not the one that stuck with me for years. Uh, but no, I, I think I probably would go with the shootout as number three. And then just because we did have a lot of other Sherry and David scenes, whereas you want to talk about moments that just catch you off guard. You think, you know, what Jack's going to do at that point, And like Jack still surprises you. I'm going to drive a van through an entire dock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's I, just, I love the con- the continuation of it, that it's kind of... You could have easily separated this and kind of had more of a build-up by Jack, but it's just like Jack just breaks down and then he yeah. just flicks a switch. He gets like a couple of alligator clips and makes a spark and boom, crash the music with it, the dramaticness of it. Like, it's so good. And on any other season, that would be the number one moment of the season almost. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the strength of the two top moments. So we'll just go over that then. So um, what episode did we just say that the Tao interrogation was from? Was that episode... Did you say... 14? No, No, it was earlier. No,
1: I thought it was maybe 11.
0: um. Yes, it's 11. Yeah, it's it's episode
1: 11.
0: 11. So from episode 11, the Jack Tao interrogation scene. Uh, from episode 24 Sherry and David sort of final meeting David dumps Sherry essentially you don't just walk away from me David um, <laughs> number three from episode 24 get your hands off me Jack Jack Bauer killing the Draisons and sort of everything from the lead up from Nina telling him. and we should say these are continuous scenes so we do make a little video but unfortunately generally it gets taken out of copyright protection so we'll, we'll post these lists on our website uh, so yeah basically from the moment Nina calls Jack to say that Kim's dead right through to the moment where he's it's a, it's a fairly lengthy scene but uh, mm-hmm. sort of it's it all fits into one. Uh, then we kind of go from a lengthy one to quite a short scene, the uh, the big cliffhanger of episode 23, the reveal that uh, Yelena is Nina, the mole uh, of CTU, and number one, of course, potentially the number one moment in all of 24, spoiler alert, uh, the death of Terry Bauer, the final moment of uh, episode 24. Um, I guess that leads us into season two. Actually, I, I will mention, I sort of brought it up before that uh, It's got impacts on future seasons this season. Um, So I guess without being spoilerific, you've got Nina Myers kills Terry Bauer and is arrested afterwards. Um, (laughs) David Palmer divorces Sherry Palmer is later able to become president. So he wasn't able to become president because he was married to Sherry. Um, (laughs) And this one's interesting, kind of a bit of a teaser for day three. The revelation of the details, Operation Nightfall, the backstory behind day one, which is also important motivation to day three. So um, yeah, just remember that one for a couple of seasons away. Uh, season two, we kind of gave a bit of a teaser about it last week. But I guess um, if you want to add anything more or maybe even kind of talk about the first episode of season two, um, kind of just any any more thoughts? I mean, have you started watching it yet, Colin? Or No,
1: not yet. Um, but a, a lot of memories are flooding back to me as we're getting ready <laughs> for season two. Uh, not even just about the show itself, but uh, I had to wait longer to watch season two than probably you even did. Uh, and it, it, I'm starting to piece together now why I think that season one, I didn't get to watch it live that I had to wait till it was out on DVD to finish the series. Uh, because here in Canada, the network that had season one uh, was, it would be our fourth network, our version of what Fox was at the time, but much smaller. Um, now it's called city TV. I don't even remember what it was called at the time. And this was pretty much the only major Show that they had licensed from America, and it didn't come back in the next season. Probably for the the reason that it cost too much money, uh and the the show had sort of exploded. So Global, which ended up carrying Twenty Four for all of the seasons, didn't even have this in the fall. It was like after the finale had aired when we started getting it. They were advertising it for like months. Twenty Four season two coming in June. So. I didn't get to start season two until season two had finished airing in America, because at the time I didn't have Fox. I only had the Canadian networks. So I had a long wait for season two and it it was painful, uh, but it also allowed me to really watch this the way that they would eventually use it in future seasons where there was no interruptions. I didn't have to wait about we were off for three weeks or whatever. So. Uh, that's sort of my fun memory of <laughs> season two, the very, very long wait, which also helps me to figure out that there, I probably didn't get to see the last little bits of season one until it came out on DVD. Cause I don't remember they, they may have pulled this for the fact that it was costing them too much money before they even got to the end of season one.
0: That's very interesting. Cause I, I feel that they, I don't say fast track. Cause they didn't really fast track shows in Australia to a lot later on in the, in the early noughties, but um I feel that we didn't get much of a gap between one and two. Cause I, I definitely know I'd gotten the season one DVD and I'd, I think I'd like maybe washed it through twice before season two, but I remember the lead up to season two and kind of all the, the promotion that it had. And um, I, that was back when I used to buy this uh, television magazine every single week called TV week and just all the promotional material. Oh, it's going to happen. What's going to happen to Jack and kind of just all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I just remember being so excited for that premiere. Episode. And I was like, the premiere episode of season two is great. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's one Jack Bauer moment in it, which holy fuck, like it just blows your mind. Um, but yeah, like it's I'm so this is maybe the most intriguing season I'm I'm looking forward to covering because again, it's just I just I have such a differing opinion of this season. One time I watch it, I mm-hmm. love it. One time I watch, I'm like, okay, that doesn't hold up well. Like, I'm I'm much more of a defender for season three and four than I ever am of season two. But who knows? Like, I mean, kind of. Rewatching this this time around I'm going oh that doesn't hold up as well as I remember and like I kind of never thought I'd think that about season one so who knows season two could kind of you know just do a completely you know 360 and swap around and maybe I love this more than any other one or ultimately when we get through all these episodes it will be kind of like oh yeah remember that season um but there's I mean there's some interesting characters like I mean we've got a we've got a I'm not going to say a name but we've got a similar one season character from Nip Tuck season one which I'm never allowed to mention a name again who kind of is in this season, then I think she's in one episode in season three and never to be thought of again. <laughs> I and mean, she's played by mm-hmm. an Australian who just happened to be in the very first episode we ever did of uh, the Oz Network, uh, Sarah Winter, yeah. who, uh, you know, was in the sixth day. So, And look, I don't really have an issue with her. It's just the character's kind of there. <laughs> it's, that's one of the weird things about season two.
1: And And I agree with you. The first time I saw season two, I was even more blown away than season one it was my preferred season up until we got to, I think, four. Uh, But that had a lot to do, I think, with the fact that there was such a long wait for me to get there. Since I've gone back since then, there are times where I'm like, oh, I really don't like this. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, And also, it's it's not just the one character, the Sarah Winter character. There are a couple other characters that only make the one season appearance, which, yeah, that does happen in 24, but usually it happens with a reason where the character's written out uh from that that point on from season three on if somebody lives through the season they're probably coming back even at least as a guest star in the following yeah. season and i think that that and I, and I don't mind the characters that have the one-off appearances but there is something weird about season two where it's almost like they, they they said we need to do a bit of a reboot for season three a lot of stuff isn't working about this my opinion may completely change when we actually get there though i don't know
0: there's some dated stuff around particularly the opening of this season when it comes to. Uh you know, certain uh, timeliness. Time, yeah, timeliness and kind of the, the trend of the early 2000s about what a terrorist should look like. Um, but uh, the, w- let's be honest, we haven't even mentioned this, but what's one of the most exciting things we get next season? We get the introduction of, of one of my favorite characters, uh, Michelle. We get Michelle. Yeah. Uh, love me so much. Is it, is it Rico Rico Ellsworth? Rico. How do you say? I think it's Rico. Rico Ellsworth. Uh, just lover. Michelle Dessler, one of my favorite characters in this show. Um, and, yeah, really looking forward to that. And connection, Six Degrees of Separation, to another show that we cover as well as another podcast we cover, we get a Felix Lighter and a John Terry. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be next season. Uh, Jack's dad, not Jack Bauer, Jack from Lost. Uh, there he is. Uh, also, Claire's dad, we should mention that. My baby. So here you go, connection to Janet. There's Claire's dad. He's still in 24, all the connections. Uh, and another, obviously, Nip Tuck we've had from heard from Philip Reese earlier this year, uh, talking about his time in 24 because oh, yeah. he was on Nip Tuck. So, a couple of connections there as well. But uh, always forget Sarah Gilbert in this season. You always remember. Yeah, that another Sarah- one of those
1: weird one-offs, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, and another connection, another Aussie to to Lost, and he always plays the same guy, but. Let's get talking about Alan Dale again, because why yeah. wouldn't you want to talk about Alan frickin' Dale being in 24? You know, so it's actually a pretty good cast for some of that. Tobin I'm... Bell. Tobin frickin' Bell's in this Oh, season. yeah. We
1: get him at the end of the season, don't we?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about the Palmer stuff in season two because we ditch a lot of the Palmer drama. And if my memory serves me right, David doesn't get a lot of change in scenery. It's a lot of stuff in the war room in season two. Uh, but a lot of the characters that he gets to surround himself with, like you mentioned, uh, with um, the, the the new VP, getting to see him, that's the biggest change. Jack is back in CTU. Obviously, he's got life changes. Kim is a nanny, you know, still getting herself into trouble. The big change is we really get to see the political stuff taken to the next level. So I'm, I'm most excited about the Palmer
0: stuff for season two. And one thing that I did not mention in terms of the guest stars, again, another lost connection. Uh, we're always tying our shows together. Daniel Day Kim, Colin yeah. Hilding. Daniel I, and I Day I forgot he was on the show. Kim. I'm looking yeah. at
1: the cast here. I'm like, wait a second. Who is he he's,
0: on 24? He's, he's actually, you, you don't realize, I think he's in about three seasons or maybe he's only in two seasons, but like he's actually in it a lot more than you think he is. So, um, yeah. But anyway, that's season two. But before we get to season two, uh, next week, if all goes to plan... Uh, maybe this bit's been edited out or otherwise it's not <laughs> happened. At least at the time of recording this, the plan is next week is to bring you a very special 20-year reunion episode for 24, which we're hoping to get some of the guests we've had on the show all on together at once. Maybe some other ones we haven't had on yet. We don't know. Keith Sutherland obviously is going to be there. Do you really think? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially uh, that will be next week. So, uh, stay tuned for that and, uh, get very excited as we celebrate, uh, 20 years of 24. And again, it's not just going to be season one people. We're going to mix them up. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have a bunch of different people talking to each other about experiences as I'm just choking on the excitement of it, uh, going through with all that too. But, uh, Colin, it's been fun going through all this with you. Uh, we're like a tenth of the way through. So, uh, you know, buckle yourself up, kids. We've still got a long way to go off this show. I think literally by the time we get basically through next season, I think we'll be finished Breaking Bad. So, um, <laughs> that's well, maybe not. We're going to get to season three. There's a bit more to go, but uh, still to come. Uh, you'll hear all of what you can do at the end, liking, subscribing, all that kind of fun stuff, as, uh, yeah, we keep finding out all about Jack's longest days and there's a lot of them to come my name is ben and i did come in at 5am to format files i actually quite enjoy it
1: and my name is colin and flea receiver.
0: thanks for downloading this episode of the oz network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, or by copying our rss feed into your preferred podcast provider